At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hello, Annie. Hey, Leah. How are you today? I am doing great. Really excited to be here with another Ask the Expert. These people we're bringing on are phenomenal, and I'm so excited to have Chanel Andrews here today with us and can't wait to hear all the expert advice she has for us as well. So welcome, Chanel. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you here with us today It's so good to have you here, Chanel. And let me just introduce you to people who don't know of your awesomeness yet. I'm going to read your bio. So Chanel Andrews is a certified breastfeeding specialist. After offering support and education to close family and friends during and after breastfeeding her two children, Chanel was told she should become a titty tech. Not sure if It was even a real thing. The idea led Chanel to discover a whole new world of lactation professionals because yes, titty techs are a thing. Yes, they are. Yes. (gasps) Registered titty tech right here. (laughs) A trained elementary school teacher and stay-at-home mom, Chanel is now a Pathway 3 candidate to become an IBCLC. She currently owns and operates her own practice, Hey Mama Lactation and Perinatal Care, as a certified breastfeeding specialist while also interning as a breastfeeding peer counselor at WIC. A Camden, New Jersey native, she currently resides in Southern New Jersey with her amazing husband and their equally amazing son and daughter. Oh, I sound so amazing. Like when you read it, I'm like, wow, I really am doing something out here. <laughs> you really are. I mean, the minute I met you in person at that training in New Jersey, the bottle battles and pumping things, I was like, this lady has something going on. I want to, I, I need to know more about how she's down here in South New Jersey changing the world for the better, which you're clearly doing. And one way that you're doing it is by jumping on board with the virtual events during the pandemic, which is why we had you on here because you've just hosted a virtual advocacy event, which we saw on Facebook and was like, that's super cool. And but it didn't start out as a virtual event. So can you- No, it didn't. Yeah. So start by telling us what was the original concept for your event? 
So Black Maternal Health Week is actually something that's done every year during a week in April, starting April 11th. And during that time, energies and and efforts are put forth just to really bring to light the Black maternal mortality crisis here in the U.S. specifically. And so being a Black woman, I knew I wanted to do something to do my part to um, also bring these issues to light. So Originally, I was going to host a community screening of death by delivery in a local library. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it, you know, because libraries are free. So if it's free, it's me. That's where I'm trying to go. And so I had, you know, made my, my flyer and everything. I was working with a local doula. And then I got an email from the library that it was renovating at the exact same time that I wanted to host my event. So it was bad enough I was already trying to find a time during the seven-day period to best host this event. And then when I finally found a day, date, and time, it was like, oh, we're sorry. We're shutting down the entire library. Try again later. And I was like, I was like, but, but no. So I was just like, okay, maybe now is not the right time because granted, yes, I do have a lot of different open-ended projects I'm still working on and yeah, I am still studying for my IBCLC exam and oh yeah, scholarships should probably apply to some of those. I was like, all right, maybe I can't do it this year, but for 2021, I'm going to come back strong and I'm going to do it. So I kind of just pushed it to the side. It was like out of sight, out of mind. I was just going to, you know. Just so like heartbreaking though, because you came up with this great idea and then to get it shut down. It definitely was heartbreaking because where I wanted to host it was outside the area where events are typically held like this. Normally when there are a lot of Black cultural events here in South Jersey, they're either in Philadelphia or Camden. I live outside of Camden now. So I wanted to bring something more so up the highway where I am for those of us who you know don't necessarily live Camden adjacent. And so not being able to do it, I was just like, it's a missed opportunity to reach out to the Black community that lives where I live. However, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, and, you know, not being able to host it in person, I was later able to literally, by the seat of my pants, last minute scramble to put it together to be able to do virtually. So what was that shift? Like, what was the moment when you were like, oh my gosh, what if I, what if I did this virtually? How did that come to be? So I was getting the email updates from the Black Mamas Matter Alliance, who actually spearheads the entire week-long advocacy effort. And just, I woke up one day, was just like, oh, everyone's like home right now and everyone's doing something virtual. So maybe I can do something virtual too, but I'm, I'm also not crazy and thinking that, you know, I can do things all by myself. I'm getting better with, you know, reaching out for help when I need it. And so I have a group of close lactation professionals that I sit on Facebook Messenger with all day, every day. (laughs) Chandra Matos, Nichelle Clark, Whitney Dula, and Courtney Polk. We all got together and said, okay, this is something that we can do. And everyone was like, you know, Shelly, it's a good idea. What do you want me to do? I was like, (laughs) Oh, so we're really going to do this. So it was like literally that Sunday or Monday, we had really like just kind of hammered everything out in our group chat as far as the marketing and hosting and who was going to do what. We hammered it all out right there, put it out. And 
people signed up and we were, we were very excited, very, very excited. So that's really amazing that when you decided to go virtual, because none of those people live in New Jersey with you, but they no. were all able to help and you guys were able to collaborate together. So you said you were using your group message, group chat. What other ways did you, did you have any phone calls? Did you do any Zooms? Like how was that process working with Chandra, Whitney and Courtney, like coordinating all of the things from different locations? Like what worked for you guys? So we definitely had some Facebook messaging videos where we would sit and talk to each other. I think we actually had like one and it was just like, you know, a lot of back and forth typing, some sharing of, of, of graphics and things like this. So do you like this? Should I change this? Move this here, move this there. Somebody send me your logo, send me your logos. No, I need one. That's no background in that even new <laughs> logo. And so uh, getting that all together and Chandra and I actually had two different Zoom calls to get the technology aspect going because, you know, with technology, you just really never know. So there was a point where we realized, uh, Shelly, we can't hear you talk on your computer. Well, luckily, Shelly has other technology (laughs) at home I was able to use. So um, I was able to use my iPad instead of my computer, which we're still figuring out what's going on with audio there. But we streamed it from YouTube using Zoom. And even that was like, I think the whole time we were all holding our breath, like any little slight pause or like lag, we were all like, (gasps) so you had the movie playing on YouTube and then did you, was it like a screen screen share share. that you were doing? Yes. Uh Yes. Chandra, she, she used the screen share feature so that everyone who was in attendance at our meeting, they were able to, to see it. And one of the really cool things was we used Eventbrite to actually sign people up for it. So you know, now with the whole Zoom bombing thing, because of course we don't have enough going on. We had to make sure that everything was protected by password. And Eventbrite actually sent emails out to everyone with all of that information prior to the start of the event. So that was like amazing. And so she just screen shared it. And then afterwards um, we went into our our Q&A session and had some really good good conversations. And how did you do the Q&A session what was that in zoom too? And yes. So did you let the people who the attendees talk and ask questions or were you taking them by, by chat? So we were doing both. We were allowing people who wanted to speak to speak. Of course, we just put the guideline um, in the start because our microphones tend to pick up everything just until you're ready to speak, just to press mute so that we're not picking up your background that we're still able to hear the people who are talking. What we did was during the actual screening, we just asked if anyone had comments or anything just to put them in the chat section, which some people did. And also as we were talking, if there was any extra information that you wanted to share, there were some people who shared their business contact info for us to stay in touch and things like that, which was really great. So inside the chat portion of Zoom, people were able to share all of their information to keep in contact with all of the other virtual attendees, which was really great because it was like, we kind of set up a networking space as well. And so throughout the whole question and answering section, I was the moderator of sorts. And so the Black Mamas Matter Alliance actually has a discussion guide for the video. So what I did was I selected some questions and just asked them. And, you know, as people wanted to chime in, they were able to unmute and join us and, you know, say their, their piece. There were some really great 
uh, conversations about, you know, moving forward, what everyone can actually do, because there was a very diverse background of people who participated. Of course, we had Black mothers who were in attendance who were able to give their stories as, as well. And, you know, the reoccurring theme, of course, throughout everything that we were discussing was believe Black moms. So when we say that these are our stories, believe us, you know, which was really important. And it seemed as though that we were really able to drive that point home and everyone definitely left, if nothing else, knowing that that's very important. That's amazing. And it seems like, well, so great that you guys had some guidance on how to facilitate some conversation. Did you feel like through this platform and and having people unmute that there was willing people to like chat and people were talking throughout the time that you guys had the Q&A? Definitely. I think what was very interesting for me, which when we were all finished and we went back to talk about it. I actually said, I was like, there were some people who were there who never turned their camera on, never said anything. And then someone said, well, you know, that happens at live presentations too. There are people who are just there and they're listening and they're taking it all in, but they don't really want the interaction component. And I said, okay, I'll accept that, you know, because that actually (laughs) is true. Um, But yes, everyone, those who wanted to, participate did and and could. Everyone was very respectful of time and, you know, uh, allowing everyone to, you know, speak their, their piece. In the beginning, of course, when you start doing some housekeeping, we did say that this topic can be very triggering because we don't know what experiences everyone's bringing in with them. So, you know, if, if there is a point where you are triggered, take care of you. If you need to leave and come back, mute, turn off, do whatever you need to do to take care of you, but also be respectful of where we are and those who are also present to understand it. You know, this is a very sensitive topic that we are talking about. So be respectful with your comments and also keep an open mind. So, you know, in, in these spaces, sometimes we have those reactions where it's like, oh my God, that would never happen. But somebody told you it did happen. Be respectful of that. And oh, well, that just seems like that, that just doesn't make sense. It may not make, make sense to you, but that's someone's experience. And we're not here to question their experience. Be respectful, which everyone did an amazing job of. That's I'd awesome. love to hear that. That's that's just what, you know, you really hope that people are going to show up for something like this as their best self and be there to listen, learn, and contribute in a meaningful way. And it sounds like that really happened. It definitely did. And there was actually a point where someone made a comment and she was just sharing her, her experience as someone of dominant culture. And so when she first started her story, it was, she was almost comparing her experience to the experience of a black mom. And immediately you kind of could see all the participants like, uh, and you know, we allowed her to explain herself, but what actually happened after we were finished was she sent me a message on Facebook. And she said, my intent was not to offend or overstep or overshadow someone else's story. I was just actually trying to speak my way into understanding what the situation is as it stands. And we had a very great you know, conversation about that and me telling her, you know, when you're in these spaces, it's very important to keep 
those who are being discussed centric. So in this space, we were censoring the experiences of Black mothers. And so it's very important to understand how offering your experience as someone in dominant culture can be seen as patronizing and also overshadowing. And I told her, I said, you know, we're all in these spaces to learn. And I really appreciate you reaching out to me because you want it to understand and to make sure that you know how to navigate these spaces in a sensitive and productive way. That's amazing. That's yeah, it amazing. It sounds like she, she really like was, I guess, like convicted of in herself of like, she, she did what she did, but then she was, you know, affected by the event and wanted to go further with it. I mean, you know, those of us that are, you know, from dominant culture, like me and Leo, like we're told our whole life, you better show up, you got to speak up, you got to speak out, you got to share your journey, you know, make sure you get your story told. And for us to be reminded and and, and sometimes it's the first time anybody has ever told us, like, exactly, yeah. it's not your place to talk. It's, it's like, well, what do you mean? It's not my place to talk. I'm <laughs> yeah. allowed to talk wherever I want to. And then seeing what happens when people do sit down and close their mouths and listen, there's so much more of that is needed and to, that you were able to create that in the online space too, where it is so quick to just type a comment. Yeah. And I think even though she was the only person that had, had reached out to me since the event, I think that was the most important thing that I took from the event was just that brief moment just to help somebody to understand where their place in these efforts are. It's not that we want you to sit down, shut up and don't ever say anything, but understand when it's okay to say this and it's okay to say that when it's okay to learn, and when it's okay to teach. And she understood that at, at that moment, that was her learning moment. And just the fact that she was able to go back and say, you know what, I don't think I did that correctly. And then to reach out to someone who could say, oh, you know what, listen, you, you didn't do it correctly, but let me show you, <laughs> let's talk about how we can do better next time. Because you know, just like I said earlier, this is a learning experience for everybody. You know, right now with the entire forefront of advocacy efforts for so many different areas, right? So we're not just talking about the black population. We're talking about LGBTQIA. We're talking about, you know, women's rights, so many different things, but not everybody's going into these spaces as experts on how to navigate them. So there has to be somebody to be able to say, you didn't do that right. Or let me show you how to do this a little bit more smoothly. That's what brings about tolerance, understanding, and learning. Being able to say, I did this wrong. Somebody please help. Help me, please. And, and <laughs> yeah. like knowing that the, like the best thing you can do is be like, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. And I want to do better. It's like what I tell my kids. Like, I don't just want you to be like, sorry, mom. I want, right. <laughs> you have to also make it right. You have to think about like repairing that relationship and the repairing of the relationship is on you as the person who made the mistake. It's right. not on the person that you made the mistake against. And I really hope that, you know, it's a process for all of us to get there and really see what our, you know, how we can help each other and support each other. Yeah, I love Liz Brooks's article about, you know, are you an ally accomplice or just plain annoying? And like, yeah. just really thinking about those things. And, and I love that you, that you feel so positive about the lives that were affected, the people that were 
you know, able to show up and hear their stories, share their stories, have their stories validated in a space that was safe for them, where you, you know, you really like, if there was just only one person showing up and centering herself off of these stories, like what, I mean, that's amazing. Like nobody had time to share their stories because everybody, like the right thing was happening. Yeah, it was, it was, um, overall the entire event, it was very positive. And I think it just really allowed us to just talk through some things because, you know, when we're talking about this crisis, it's a huge problem. So it's like, how do I take something so small? Where is my part in it? So is it, you know, going on the front lines? Is it making phone calls, sending emails? And so as we were talking, we were kind of able like to break it down into, okay, so now once I leave from here, what can I do? And for that one person, it was, I need to reach out to the organizer to make amends because I don't feel like I did that correctly. And I need to know how I can do better next time. It's one thing, you know, when I'm talking to my children, I don't want you to say sorry. I want you to recognize what you did. And then I want you to reflect on how you can do better and change your behavior because your apology is empty without your actions changing. So it's my hope, you know, going forward that that participant, you know, going forward that, you know, she's a little, she has a little bit more context on how to navigate those situations. Yeah. And that we can have more events like this where people show up understanding that they're there to listen so that those of you who need to be doing the bulk of the work are able to talk things out and then, you know, delegate as needed, if needed, um, to willing helpers. That's one thing you will find. We will tell you what we need you to do. (laughs) You know, when uh, we need to rally the crews and, you know, get things done. Hey, can you do this? Hey, I need you to do that. You know, we will let you know what what needs to be done. (laughs) That's awesome. How do you feel like if you were to just envision if this had happened in person, this, this event versus how it actually had to happen with the virtual do you think there would have been a lot of differences or do you think you could um, mine some positive things out of it being virtual? Have you reflected on that at all to think about (laughs) what would it have been like? Maybe, maybe this was good or even better in some ways. Have you thought through that? Like, do you have any points? I did a a little bit. I think what I enjoyed most about the virtual space was that it definitely felt safer it felt safer for everyone involved. And I think one of the reasons why was because you literally had to wait your turn before you unmuted yourself to talk. And so there wasn't anybody talking over anyone. There was no one, you know, all the body language going, nobody felt threatened. Nobody felt attacked in this space. And this is just my, my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but based on the feedback that um, we've received and, you know, just being able to see all of the participants, you know, everyone was fairly just at ease because essentially, you know, we're connected virtually, but I'm still in my own comfortable space mm-hmm. at home. I'm still on my terms, on my ground. Compared to when you do things in person, you're all on an equal playing field, right? Nobody's exactly in their comfort zone. Have you been at a library? And mm-hmm. so not only that, but sometimes we can feed off of someone else's energy who's like in the room. So if something's uncomfortable, it's like, I can see she's really uncomfortable. What is her problem over there? What is he thinking over there? So 
we didn't have to navigate that issue. Also, we didn't have to feed anybody. So that was also pretty great. <laughs> you know, yeah. budgeting costs for this were basically non-existent. So that was amazing in and of itself. But I think in person, you definitely have to consider all of those things, especially when you're talking about something as serious. You know, everyone comes in again with their different experiences and all, everyone comes in with their own agenda. I'm coming in to say this. I'm coming in to do this. But when you're forced to mute, when virtual was like, oh, you know what? She really did make a good point. So maybe I don't have to say that. Compared to in person, it's like, okay, I feel personally attacked and I need to address this now. So what about your reach? Like, did you guys have people that, because before you were going to have it local in your, yes. in your library, were you able to reach further? Yes. Than uh, that? We, act- we actually had participants. Everyone was U.S.-based. We did have someone from, from Ireland sign up, but I don't think with the time difference, uh, oh, they yeah. were able to, to participate. But we had participants basically from all over the country because Chandra oh. is in California. Courtney is in Texas. Michelle is in Virginia and Whitney's in Merlin. Yes, Merlin. Oh, wow. That's how they say it, Merlin. <laughs> so I'm in New Jersey. So, you know, we were able to come together and bring all of our different areas together for this one event, which was really amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. It's so cool to see that you were able to have an even wider reach. Like you said, all things happen for a reason. Yes. So- and And then, you know, working together, it was really great because we were able to expose our communities to all of our different brands as well, because we all run our own separate private practices and have different things going on. So just being able to expose what's going on in California to New Jersey, New Jersey to Texas, it was like, this is a really good idea for cross promotion, guys. Let's do this. (laughs) So so speaking of that, like, do you have more events planned? Are you guys thinking now working together on some other events? Of course we are. So <laughs> as soon as we actually finished up with that event, it was like an hour later. I was like, hey, so listen, the show had this event she wanted to do. So right now we are currently working on a Mother's Day weekend event called Boobs and Brunch for oh. our, our breastfeeding family. So we're just looking to get together and have a little bit of, you know, online fun just to celebrate Mother's Day because as it stands now, uh, each of our states are in different places with the stay-at-home orders and when they're going to start opening things back up. And to be honest, even when they open things back up, I'm not sure we're all rushing out there, you know. Okay, I might rush out to Starbucks. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I might take a couple laps around Target. But so we were, we're currently planning this event. We're actually reaching out also to different parenting brands to get donations for door prizes this time. We've had a really oh. good response. So those who show up may win a prize. Uh, we're looking at doing some parenting bingo and some other things just, you know, to break up today and also because most people spend Mother's Day, you know, going out to brunch or, you know, getting pictures taken, family dinners. And unfortunately that may not be possible for many of us. So we just want to kind of get together and let our hair down as moms and just kind of enjoy and celebrate. That is I so love, fun. Love, love, love that. It's great. You guys definitely have a dream team and I think I you do. Know, having- I love them. <laughs> They're my people. I love them. And when you find your people, when you find the people that you're aligned with that have similar goals and that are trying to just make good things happen in the world, like it's fun to get together with smart people and make good things happen that are also like literally changing the world for the better. 
Yes, and, and also they don't look at you sideways when you're like, hey, look at this nipple. Does this look weird to you? Because we're all in <laughs> you the gotta same have those people. You got to have those people when you're yeah, the, a lactation consultant. <laughs> the conversation exactly. last night was about baby poop. So, you know, it's like these are the real conversations I'm having now. <laughs> yep, yep. It's for good sure. stuff. It was amazing having you here, Chanel. Thank you so talk- much for having me. I mean, <laughs> just, it's really inspiring to see how you put so much energy into this event. And mm-hmm. if anyone is interested, you can make a cash donation to the Black Mamas Matter Alliance and help fund more screenings like this, more advocacy events. That is a great way to give, even if you're not somebody who's going to feel like I want to do my own virtual event because it's a lot of work and that's, and that's not what everybody needs to do. But if you have the means, consider making a donation to that organization and it's blackmamasmatter.org. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. And we are always grateful for our patrons. Your financial support makes the Lactation Business Coaching Podcast possible. And thanks to your very generous support recently from patrons, we've been able to put on these Ask the Expert bonus episodes and we've got some others coming too. If you are a fan of the Lactation Business Coaching Podcast and you like hearing from us and hearing from our experts, please join the Lactation Business Coaching community. Your funding makes this possible and we are thankful for each and every one of you. So Definitely. thanks again, Shelly. And until thank, thank next you so time, much. goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Want to continue the conversation? Join our community and connect with other private practice lactation consultants just like you. We offer support and exclusive member-only content designed to help you create a compassionate and professional private practice. We're all in this together at patreon.com slash lactation business coaching. And if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review and share it with a friend. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.